0: Welcome to the Sales Navigator Live Show with Stan and Bryn. Join LinkedIn expert and sales professional Bryn Tillman and me, Stan Robinson Jr., Chief Coaching Officer here at Social Sales Link, as we bring you the best tips and strategies for leveraging Sales Navigator for your sales success. Enjoy the show. Hello, Brynn, how are you today?
1: I am great, Stan. So excited to talk about this topic. It's one of my favorites.
0: Yes, indeed. Referrals are our gold. And uh, I think uh, people will be excited about it because I think for a lot of us, it's one that we're not using as much as we can and should, uh, especially given given the numbers that are out there in terms of people's willingness to give them. And thank you for just popping that right in so everyone can see it. Yeah. So. And,
1: and for those that are listening, we're talking about, um, a, we're going to talk about some statistics that we got from Kinsta, K-I-N-S-T-A dot com slash blog slash LinkedIn dash statistics. So I am sending that your way, Stan
0: yes thank you yep so i think i think you all know us stan robinson um a chief coaching officer here at social sales link and excited to be here with bryn tillman linkedin whisperer linkedin expert and uh founder here at social sales link fun so let's get started in this party yes so one of the reasons we wanted to talk about referrals is because they are so powerful. And looking at some of these statistics, even more so than I realized, and I, it, it looks like they're becoming increasingly powerful. So uh, roughly 84% of buyers are strongly influenced by recommendations from friends and family. In this context, of course, we're talking about business colleagues, but the concept is the same. and. Here's the one that blew my mind. About 91% of customers said they'd be happy to give referrals. But conversely, only about 11% of salespeople actually asked for them. And that, that um, is sad. So it's, it's leaving money on the table. Absolutely.
1: So repeat that again. Ninety one percent of customers are willing to give referrals. How many are getting them?
0: And about 11 percent of salespeople are are asking for referrals. So
1: that's huge.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's that's there are 80
1: percent referrals that are not
0: happening. That could be that could be happening. That could be happening. So, um, yeah, so it's money that is being left on the table, and most of us can't afford to leave money on the table. So that's, that is why referrals are uh, – that's why we wanted to talk about these because we could see it's an area that, that if you want a quick way to increase your revenue, build relationships with people who already know you, which is our best source of new business, ideally. Mm -hmm. Referrals are one way to do it. Now, a couple of things about referrals. Number one, when you look at a low cost way of generating leads, it's hard to beat the minimal amount of time it takes to ask for a referral. So, So asking for a referral is free. You don't have to spend money on ads. Mm -hmm. You don't have to try to do things with SEO. But all you have to do is ask. So number one, it's a low-cost way of generating leads. Now, statistics also say that up to 50% of referrals convert to actual conversations. And when you think about other prospecting methods, Mm what percentage of your outreach turns into conversations with other forms of outreach? You know,
1: what's so interesting about this, Stan, when I think about what you're talking about, so many people will say, I don't have the time. I don't have the time. Or when I ask for referrals, they don't know who to introduce me to. We're going to fix that. (laughs) Um, But you know, when you, you, you talk about this, uh, this opportunity that's here, that so few people are taking advantage of, I'm blown away at those opportunities that are being left on the table. And I think that, you know, you talk about low cost of client acquisition, if you're, and and this is in labor too, right? Like we think of client acquisition we're paying our sales reps to, you know, to cold call. They, mm-hmm. You know, we're paying for software, for campaigns. We're pay- when really, especially if you have a seasoned sales team that have had amazing clients that love them, why are we cold calling? why are we spending money on google ads why are we not leveraging the people that already love us and you're right it's 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 really free i mean it's it's an amazing and you you know well i don't want to jump ahead but you keep going but (laughs) you you're you're totally blowing my mind with some of these stats
0: yep now john i see john here in chat makes a really good point You have to perform. In other words, your product or service has to do what you say it's going to do in order to earn referrals. So that's a great point. You can't have a terrible product and expect people to refer you just because they did business with you. So thank you. That's an excellent point, John.
1: It is. And, And if I could add to that, unless your client is thrilled with you, don't ask for a referral make sure you're fixing what's going on internally you know we want all our clients to be as happy as possible to be as you know as and you know asking for a referral is when we hit nirvana with them so i love yep. that
0: yep exactly Beautiful. and Another thing about referrals, and these, these two are uh, related, is that when someone refers you to one of their colleagues or peers, mm-hmm. they're basically transferring their credibility to you. Ooh! And, and that saves a huge amount of time in building that no like, trust relationship. Wait, so,
1: repeat that. That was a magic moment. When someone refers you their
0: they're transferring their credibility with the person that they're referring you to to you. Now you know, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go keep going. This is magic. So so it saves you a tremendous amount of time in terms of building that no like and trust relationship because a lot of salespeople will agree. The the hardest thing is getting that first conversation. Mm. And if someone refers you, and Brent will be talking about if there are different ways to refer, such as, as name dropping, uh, the the golden is when someone makes a phone call with you right there. But that's not going to happen all the time. Right. But yes, but regardless though, one of the most powerful things about referrals is that transfer of credibility so you don't have to start from scratch the relationship that's already been established between the person giving you the referral and the person you're being referred to that yeah there's so much magic
1: in this and i you know my the way my brain works is i hear you and i start like building (laughs) my gears are going but let's take a look at how vital this is right We have built credibility in our network. This is key why we cannot be out connecting and pitching, why we have to be a resource. We have to be a value to our network. We have to be seen as a strong networker because people are, we need to create relationships where people are willing to leverage their credibility for us to meet new people. Exactly. So, you know, so the you know, you could ask for referrals all day long, but if they don't feel comfortable referring you, it's not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So so I love that. So that's gonna go back and and you know, as Stan and I go weeks and weeks and weeks, we're gonna talk about often talk about how being a resource first will help us convert. But yes, what's the next absolutely. point here that for today. What's our so
0: next So related to that is the fact that referrals can help you shorten your sales cycle. Now obviously it depends on the type of product or service that you're offering, but just the fact that you're saving time and building the the trust and credibility it will save you time in your sales cycle. And the other is that referrals are a gift that can just keep on giving. As long as you keep asking for referrals, you have a source of great leads. any any thoughts on that?
1: So let's think about this, right? If we're starting, and this is going to help seasoned professionals significantly more than the brand new rep, right? Like this is important because you've got these relationships. The brand new rep, can build it over time. But if you've been in business for a few years and people know you and they've bought from you and you, to John's point uh, in comments, that you've brought enough value to the table, we're now hitting that 91% of these folks that are willing to refer us. And willing to refer us is not one-to-one necessarily. And we'll get into how to do this in a little bit. But one client well, let's think. You have one client and one buyer that has many connections. You have one client with one buyer and three influencers with many connections. You have one client with one buyer, three influencers, and five users with lots of connections. So it's not, from that point, it's not one-to-one, right? There are many people within an organization where we've brought value that we can get referrals from. And there are many referrals that we can get from each person. So if you go to your book of business and over the last three years, you've served 10 clients, there might be 50 people to reach out to. And of those 50 people, maybe there are 10 names that we want referrals to. So now, is that 500? Am I doing the math right?
0: If we're doing it like that, yep. If we're doing the 50 times. Right.
1: So now we have 500 people to reach out to, and if you're good at what you do and what you sell has a need, you're going to close business in those 500, which will now be more people for you to get referrals from. from.
0: Yep, thank you, because it is a never-ending building source of leads for you. Uh, John, thank you for sharing those resources. I did want to give a shout out to Rob Rashuda. I haven't seen you in a while, so thank you for joining us. Uh, John, Chantel, everyone else, thanks so much. So let's dive into Sales Navigator. What makes Sales Navigator special as far as our ability to generate, to use it to generate referrals? Now, one of the the aspects is, of course, the search filters and the additional search filters beyond LinkedIn. The one we'll start by talking about is just once you've set up your ideal customer profile, you can search based on second degree connections
1: mm-hmm.
0: and see those. Shared connections, I believe that's what sales nav, why LinkedIn and sales navigator call mutual and shared connections different words? I I don't understand.
1: Because they're siloed and they don't talk to each they other.
0: Don't talk to each other, yeah. But shared
1: yep. connections are perfect.
0: Yes, so you can see exactly who those are and then put together a strategy for how you want to reach out to them. Bren, any thoughts on on that just in terms of using sales navs capability like that?
1: Yeah. I I mean, there's so many amazing filters. We talked a little bit about them in a previous um, uh, uh, sales navigator insights, live, whatever, you know, but, but um, there are a few, I just want to point out my favorite is um, it used to be called spotlights on some people, it still spotlights. Other people, mine is still
0: spotlights. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, on other people's, it's it it, it keeps moving. But you want to look for um, the 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 filter that's uh, sh- uh, in- shared on LinkedIn in the last thirty days. And the reason we want to do that is because these are active folks. Right, and so, as we're gonna reach out, it's m- much better to engage with active folks than people that um that you know than people that don't show up on LinkedIn a whole lot, so I love that, depending on what you do for a living uh ultimately um there are other things like change jobs in the last ninety days, so uh, if you are someone that, you know, maybe a financial advisor with a 401ks to roll over, or maybe you have a hard time getting into companies because they're really happy with their vendor and switching is difficult. Well, if someone is new in a job, they may be more open because they want to make change. So using some of those filters and the second degree connection is magic. And what happens is you now get a list, let's say of active people or job title change, and you get a whole list of all the people that meet your ideal customer profile, and you can see how many people you have in common. So I see Stan Robinson and I go, oh my gosh, we have 42 people in common, now I can go through that list, highlight or identify, go, oh, Bob Woods. I know Bob Woods. Bob knows Stan. I'm going to reach out to Bob and say, hey, Bob, hope you're well. Noticed you're connected to Stan Robinson. I'm going to be reaching out to him in the next few days. But before I did, I was wondering how well do you know him? And do you have any insights you might be able to share? And then I go to the next shared connection. I'm like, Gunner Hood, you know Gunner Hood? Gunner, I know Gunner Hood. Okay, I want to meet Stan Gunner. Same message. Notice you're connected to Stan Robinson. I'm going to be reaching out to him in the next couple of days before I did. I'm wondering how well do you know him? So of these 42 connections, um, maybe there's eight or 10 that I actually send that note to. And two or three are going to come back and say, oh, yeah, Stan, he's great. I worked with him years ago. We went to the same college, um, which is a really good college by the way um <laughs> both of them um <laughs> go check out stan's colleges um yeah or or whatever you're sh- you know and and a few might say you know i see stan stuff but i don't know that he's gonna um you know i don't know if he's gonna know me right like there's so as we go through this list the 42 becomes two or three or four And then, based on my relationship, let's say with Gunner, I can either someone like Gunner, I could say, you know, would you be open to making an introduction? But let's say the people that come back to me, I don't know really well; they don't know what I do really well, but we're connected. I may just simply say, "Hey, thanks for the insights." You know, for when I reach out to Stan, should I tell him you said hello? And all of a sudden, they're like, you know, they're like, "Oh, yeah, sure." I just took the pressure off them because they thought I was going to ask for an introduction and I don't know them well enough. I maybe have not built enough of that credibility yet with them, but I still want to leverage the connection. So I reach out and I'm like, Stan, I was chatting with Bob Woods on LinkedIn. Your name came up when I was telling him a little bit about what I'm doing. He thought I should reach out and introduce myself. He says, hello. Yeah. Right. And you know, he says hello and like, oh, or if I didn't tell him at all what I was doing with you, I could just simply say, Hey, Stan was chatting with Bob Woods on LinkedIn. Your name came up. He says hello. The reason I'm reaching out is because I'd love your one-click vote on a poll. I'd love a quote for an ebook that I'm doing. Don't say I'm reaching out to sell you, but I'm reaching out because I want your thoughts, your value your perspective on something Um, and it's a higher level of credibility Mm -hmm. and I'm making you matter. Right? So Stan is going to definitely say, sure, we'll talk. And by the way, it feels like a lot of work when I'm saying it, it's not a lot of work. And if, you know, the number one objection we hear is I just don't have time. Well, the amount of time it takes to do this to getting a 50% schedule rate, talk rate, conversation rate. How do you have time not to do this? Whatever you're spending your other time in, as Stan said earlier, there is no way, I believe, there is absolutely no way you're getting an ROI better than this for your time. Yep.
0: Yep yep and and i would this should stay up yep okay. on linkedin so it's a yeah, good so question we had,
1: yeah jay had a question for our listeners do you archive those previous insights if you go to stan's linkedin you can look at his events in his activity and they'll all be there this will also be and if you're listening you're like it already is a podcast <laughs> So um we'll have that where you'll be able to subscribe to the podcast as well. And if you're listening on the podcast, which is probably weeks after we've recorded this, please subscribe and follow our <laughs> podcast. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. Good. So, and Jay, uh, I'm glad. Yeah. Gunner is awesome. I think yeah. we can all agree on that. So, yeah. All right, so you want to read this or shall I? So, Real quick, great question, Rob. Been thinking about referrals a lot since I've only been in my territory for less than a year and still building relationships with current customers. I'm scared to ask for the connection. So thanks, Rob, because I know you're not the only one who'll be listening to this with that question.
1: Can I tackle
0: this? Absolutely. Okay, thanks.
1: So um, you, I guess the question is do you have happy clients yet? And if you don't, what I'd love for you to do is when you're talking with prospects, ask them who their other trusted advisors are that sell to them, but are not competitors. And you just can say to them, hey, I'm looking to build my network of really strong acts. Like for us, it's sales trainers or marketers, right? There are a lot of different um, folks that refer us. Sales trainers are our largest referral source because this is the, typically a gap, is the LinkedIn Sales Navigator, right? That's typically the gap that sales trainers don't have, so we fit into that perfectly. Um, so we know that's a great place to prospect. So if you're talking with a prospect, and maybe it's a weak prospect, you know, you're just building relationship, you don't know where it's going yet, you know, you, and you're building rapport, you can say, hey, you know, um, just in, I'm I'm looking to meet. X people. I noticed when we connected on LinkedIn before this meeting, you were connected to quite a few of them. Are there any that you know well enough that you think would be a someone that I could, um, you know, yeah. network with at a high level of credibility? And so, use your connections to find referral partners, and then. It's like at that point, you'll, you know, you'll start making introductions for one another. You've been here a year. Hopefully, you've got a lot of the right connections. And if they haven't closed for you, maybe by reconnecting them with someone else, it will get them remembering how great you are, and it could open up opportunities again as well.
0: Yep. Thank you, Rob. That, that is, was a great question. Um, did want to, because this time always flies, did want to talk about one other capability. And you may say, well, you can do this in LinkedIn. Why are you bringing it up here? That fact that you can search someone else's connections. So if you have someone that you have a great relationship with, maybe you've done great work for them, you can plug their name in, you know, like search Gunnerhood's connections and see who they're connected to based on Sales Navigator's filters, which are so much more extensive than LinkedIn's.
1: Yeah, keep going, you're on a roll.
0: (laughs) So so the, the point being that you can really narrow down your search because all of you who've been using Sales Navigator know that the challenge is never not having enough prospects. It's always, okay, how do I get this list? from 1500 down to about 200 Mm -hmm. that i can actually go through without feeling overwhelmed so the ability to search your connections connections based on some very specific filters
1: some of those filters now we talked about some of those spotlight not spotlight anymore but um some of the filters at that point sometimes like you and I are in the greater New York area, but sometimes like that, you have this huge, um, this huge list. So maybe I'm going to say Linden and Westfield and Clark and right. And I'm going to look at five towns or this is what you can do on sales navigator that you can't do in the free, a 10 mile radius. Mm -hmm. Right. So, We can bring that down, especially if we're back on the road and we want to visit people in person.
0: In person. Yep, exactly. Exactly. And one other thing that we did want to point out also is that when in Sales Navigator, when you're in, in an account, you can look at your first degree connections within that account as well. So any of you, if you're doing account-based marketing or account-based selling uh, when you're in your account, because sometimes people change companies and you may think, well, you know, I know where my good buddy John Smith is, is working or what he's doing. But it's impossible to keep up with, especially once you've started to build a significant network. So Sales Nav can easily surface people for you at your target accounts. Um, you can easily just look for your first degree connections at accounts that you're trying to penetrate.
1: Yeah. And, you know, this is a a filter that went away from sales navigator and I begged them. I'm like, this is so important. So I'd like to think I brought it (laughs) back, but I'm sure I didn't. Um, The bottom line though is, you know, whether they're the right person or the wrong person, they're in the right account. And so having that in with a cha- that can champion and even make some internal introductions uh, is so powerful. I, I did this years ago um, with SunGuard. A friend of mine, or I, it's my boy's friend, Paige. Her mother worked at SunGuard. I reached out to her. Actually, I saw it on LinkedIn, but I reached out on Facebook because that's I had never had a LinkedIn engagement with her before. And we were friendly. So I reached out to Jean and we had a wonderful conversation and she came to a class and then brought me in to uh, meet the right people. It's a longer story than that. But then Sungar became my client. So, you know, th- she was not the decision maker, but she had enough relationships internally to get me there.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Um so I put up real quick, if you guys have like deeper questions that you want to uh, get answered, if you go to socialsaleslink.com/events and scroll down, once a month we have a a group coaching call that's open to everyone and you could come in and ask Dan or myself any of your sales navigator questions. So I just wanted to put that yeah.
0: Good deal. Um, okay. Is that it? And Did we go through everything? We, we actually covered what we promised to. Along those lines, I'd encourage you to, to go back and listen to some of these because one of the things I love about working with Bryn is the ideas that she talks about they sound great when you listen to them the first time, when you go back and listen to them again, you say, Oh my goodness, because she's all about being authentic. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you, you know, many of you may have mothers like mine who basically said, um, you know, always tell the truth because then you don't have to remember what you said. So a small example, if Bren is talking is direct messaging with someone on LinkedIn in her outreach, She says, I was chatting on LinkedIn with John or Sue, specifically on LinkedIn. So it doesn't make it sound like she was on the phone with the person. Good point. So something as small as that. And when you go back and listen to the recording again, um, you'll see exactly what I mean. So you'll pull some, some more nuggets from that.
1: Yeah. And if you happen to be on a phone call, you could say I was on a phone call. I was on a Zoom call. But you're right. If it's just LinkedIn messaging, you need to be authentic. So thanks for for bringing that out. We live in a world of a lot of inauthenticity. It doesn't mean that we need to follow suit. That's why we're anti-automation, everything. You know, no one is answering my messages but me. Um, and sometimes it takes a little longer for me to get to them, but know that it's me. <laughs> um at, you know, and I think it's really, really important that we I love that you said that that this is our voice. It's authentic, and that when we show up, it's exactly the per we match exactly the way we sound on LinkedIn is the way we're gonna sound, gonna sound. That's how, so I gotta write gonna <laughs> instead of going to because that's how I sound. Um, sorry. But but ultimately that we're going to sound the same way that we do. It's just it's just important. So I appreciate that you brought that out. And by the way, that's one of the reasons I love working with you because you are as as authentic as it gets. So thank
0: Thank you. Thank you. Much appreciated. And thanks to all of you for joining us. John, Rob, great question. Yep. Kurt, Jay, John for the resources that you shared and look forward to seeing you next week same time same place and uh let your friends know Brent, thank you
1: thank you bye
0: now thanks for listening and join us again for more insights on sales navigator and social selling strategies that will differentiate you from your competitors and accelerate your sales success in the meantime you can go to socialsaleslink.com forward slash library for free content on LinkedIn, Sales Navigator, and Social Selling.